Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Gun, episode 31. It's time for a no huddle here on ITG. It's been a couple weeks since we have done one of these episodes. For those who might be unfamiliar, it's a simple concept. It's just a shorter uh, version of what we normally do. Just one segment, just one or two topics, uh, a no huddle. A little bit faster paced here uh, than you would would normally expect. This episode of ITG, uh, once again, brought to you by our good friends. I feel like they're becoming our good friends at this point. We can say that as, as long as they've been part of this now uh, at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all year long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MMA, World Cup, college sports, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head to betonline.ag now to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE when you sign up to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V at Bet Online where the game starts. Gentlemen, we teased it in our last episode. We've been keeping tallies of our standings, of our predictions that we make every single week. Jed with his signal caller, Owen with his beer truck, me with the defense of the week, Mr. Drenning. It is time to pull up those final numbers. And uh, oh, who's on top here? Huh? Oh, interesting. Uh, I can't tell what that says, but... Uh... <laughs> in runaway fashion oh yeah now again this is gonna this is gonna get really interesting next year because we're gonna make some changes with 14 teams okay. <laughs> but, i mean we already struggled to hit them you know so we... oh, listen, oh listen, wow listen see here, here's on. the thing hold oh. on let me let me let me in in, in championship fashion here Ah, a little, <laughs> little celebration, Brewski. <laughs> so, at any rate, uh, 48 for Wes, 27 for Owen, 24 for me. Owen and I had a battle going there down, literally down to the wire, Owen. I was Lou watching that game. There. <laughs> there. Hey, you know what's funny? Hey, Jed, age, age before beauty. Age before beauty. The Texas Tech game. He he this we played do this all season. This is how crazy this is. All season with this scoring formula and everything else. They threw a pass in overtime, incomplete, and instead they kicked a field goal. Had he completed the pass, he would have had 14 more yards and the most yards, and you and I would have tied. Oh, you would have had a kiss. All season we did that's how crazy this was. You'd have been like the United States at the World Cup, just tying everybody. Congratulations, Wes. Thank you. Wes, hats I, off, bud. Listen, listen, I, I will say, I'll admit this. I'm a champion, but I'm a humble champion. I do think it's a little bit easier for me. You know, picking it, picking a defense of the week, I feel like is a little easier to project than quarterback or running back, especially once we get to a certain point in the season. I mean, listen, the peek behind the curtain here. The first thing I would do every week when we make these predictions is I would look and say, all right, what's the lowest over under? Sure, yeah. And that's just, okay, here's how Vegas thinks this is going to play out. I do think it's a little bit easier 
for well, me. But to your, in your defense, Wes, okay, the only time I really think it's easier is early in the year when they're playing FCS schools. Well, and the yeah, reason there is, there were a couple easy ones. Owen and I yeah. can't pile yards up against FCS schools because they pull our players, but a defense can shut down on it. So I'm even thinking, Owen, next year what we're going to do with 14 teams is we're not going to pick a player, we're going to pick a team. What team runs for the most Ooh. yards? Runs the most yards. What like beer that. trucks and signal callers, you know? So we'll look at it. But, but yeah, Wes, the rest of the year, it's just as hard for you after we get into league play. Sure. That's sure. not easy. That's, that's hard. Right, I'll, take, I'll pat myself. I'll pat myself yeah. on the back then. There we yeah. go. There we go. You uh, won. You won. Jed, you also <laughs> championship season. Trophy, trophies in the mail, right, Jed? Um, that's right. In the mail. That's what we should we should get a little a little mock trophy made and we'll engrave it every single year and we get to keep it and drink out of it for for a year like it's the yeah, Stanley much like Cup. The paychecks, your trophies in the mail to Owen's house. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got I got to meet up with him somewhere in Morgantown to get it one That's of these right. weekends. Yeah. Um, Jed, as you always do so astutely, you're you're very good with the numbers. You're very good with the data points, as we were joking on the previous episode. You did a little inside the numbers of our standings. We'll pull up that graphic now. What you got for us? Yeah, I just kind of want to look at averages and extremes of how we did throughout the course of the year. It's it's interesting. So I'm trying to pick each week the 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 signal caller that throws for the most yards. The guys I picked. Average 275 yards. Some were higher, some were lower. That's what an average is. Now, the highest yardage of a guy I picked was the last game. Tyler Shuck of Texas Tech threw for 436. The lowest, and, and this was a strange game, 124 yards by Max Duggan against Texas in the win, right? Now, with Owen, weekly average, 102 yards. So, again, that's pretty good. I think our averages were all pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the highest, Owen, was, uh, again, Devin Neal, your love and hate affair with Devin Neal, 190 yards versus Texas Tech in week 11. Your lowest, Devin Neal, 54 <laughs> yards against Duke in week four. Wes, your weekly average for points allowed was 23.4 for the that's defense you selected. That's pretty uh, good there, I tell you what. Good. That's that's championship now, winning numbers. Fewest points allowed out of all the defenses you picked all year, West Virginia – Again, it's like we talked about earlier against the FCS team, right? Yep. 65 to 7, 7 points. Most points allowed uh, was 28. Nobody ever got to 30. It was like 28, two or three times, something like that. But just a different way of looking at the numbers. It's it's kind of a fun way to look at this. It's, it is. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that breakdown. I did. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. That was well done. No, that's pretty uh, cool. That is, that is pretty cool. All right. Speaking of championships – there's a bunch of those about to be crowned across college football this weekend. Ten conference championship games between Friday and Saturday across the NCAA. Let's do these in chronological order. We'll start on Friday. Uh, Jed, North Texas at UTSA in the Alamo Dome. How's this one play out? All right, it's a rematch, first of all, the Roadrunners. And if you don't know, the Roadrunners are from UTSA, Texas, San Antonio. They won the last time in October 31 to 27 behind a dual threat quarterback, a guy named Frank Harris. He's put up some big numbers, 3,500 yards passing, uh, you know, over 500 yards rushing, 35 touchdowns. They boast the top offense in Conference USA. The question is, is that going to be too much to bear for North Texas, a North Texas defense allowing 30 points a game? Texas San Antonio enters as Conference USA's only ranked team. Here's what's interesting. 
North Texas all time versus ranked teams is two and forty seven, right? Wow. But one and zero all time against ranked UTSA. One of their two wins was last year when UTSA was ranked. Okay, uh, I don't think that's going to happen here. I'm going with the Roadrunners of UTSA and the USA Championship. I I think, uh, yeah, this one I didn't know much about this game, but it seems we were all on the same page. That we were clean sweep here as as we will all take uh, University of Texas San Antonio, the other game on Friday night, maybe some higher stakes in this one, Utah, USC. It's the Pac-12 championship Friday night in Las Vegas. Uh, Utah, a chance to go back-to-back as Pac-12 champions. USC, a a chance to really kind of cement their uh, their college football playoff case and the first year there under Lincoln Riley. What you got cooking for us on this one, Jed? Well, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams are obviously going to draw the headlines. But believe it or not, this is a battle between not one, but two top 10 scoring offenses because Utah's in there as well at number 10. Behind Cam Rising, we talked about him early in the year. Uh, he's had a productive year. The Utes have averaged 39 points a game. Now, in that win in Salt Lake City, the 43-42 win, when Utah handed the Trojans their only loss back in October, The Trojans threw for 424 yards. Caleb Williams threw for 424. The last time, that's that's the most by a Kyle Whittingham defense that's allowed since 2010. Uh, I'm not so sure that type of thing is going to happen again. USC leads the nation in turnover margin. That's the little secret about this team. A lot of people don't know they're plus 22 in turnover margin. Can that continue or can the Utes be safe with the football? A win and the Trojans are almost certainly in the CFP. As a matter of fact, I'd almost guarantee it. Uh, as they would avenge their only loss on the year, which was to Utah. This is the third, and this is something to consider, in a murderer's row of games for Southern Cal. First, they had crosstown rival UCLA. Then they had rival Notre Dame. And now Utah, I think it's too much for them. To me, oh, and there are parallels between Whittingham's Utes and Raleigh's Trojans and the WVU-Louisville matchups back when you were playing in the mid-2000s. Remember, you know, Rich always said, they want to turn it into a game of seven-on-seven. Seven. We want to turn it into a fist fight. That's what this Southern Cal-Utah matchup is. I'm going with the upset, not a big limb. I'm going with the Utes to spoil the Trojans' playoff chances. Wow. Utes. Yep. Yeah, this one hurts me because if you've listened here on the podcast, Utah is one of the football programs that I kind of gush over. In a, not gush over, but like – that's realistically what I aspire WVU to be, a program that's in the conference championship hunt every year, a, a program that is relevant nationally, maybe not in the college football playoff conversation, but ranked and, and playing in big games down the stretch in October and in November. I'm going with USC, though. Uh, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, I, I I hear what you say, Jed. That's tough three straight weeks of big games. Um, but I think – just they they got something cooking there uh, in Los Angeles, and I think uh, Caleb Williams will be able to do just enough to get them over the line. Yeah, I agree with you there uh, as well, Wes. I mean, they're putting up pretty prolific numbers as far as I mean, five hundred and six yards a game. Uh, that's pretty pretty that's stout by uh, any offense, I'd say. Uh, so are the Utes as well, but. Uh, and USC has given up a little bit more uh, per game, but 
I don't know. They're just USC's kind of getting back to where they used to be. And so. this could uh this could really yeah exaggerate or accelerate I should say that process. So that's Friday on to Saturday high noon, Jerry World at AT and T Stadium, K State TCU. It's the battle of the purple here in the Big Twelve Championship. Jed, what do you got? Sword against the shield matchup between a TCU team leads the Big Twelve in scoring offense, forty one a game, features the stingiest scoring defense. Kansas State allowing just 19 a game. It's no coincidence that the two teams in this game also rank one and two in turnover margin in the Big 12, uh, plus 13 and plus 10. And a strange twist that also features a pair of quarterbacks, Max Duggan, Will Howard, who are preseason backups. So as we approach transfer portal season, take note of that for those potential transfers out there. These guys stuck it out and prospered. It's a rematch of that tilt back in October in which Kansas State blew that 28 to 10 lead right before we played TCU, actually. And TCU came from behind in Fort Worth, 38 to 28. Dugan three, threw for almost 300. Kendra Miller ran for over 150. TCU by a hair, but case, case, Kansas State here, we've talked about Deuce, wouldn't shock me, but I'm going to go with TCU. It's just been a magical season. I think that magic might just continue. Big O, lucky, lucky 13 and 0 for TCU incoming. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that for the league, right? We want to see them represent for sure. Um man, it's it's tough though, because Kansas State. Kansas yep. State. <sighs> they've played they've played spoiler in a couple Big 12 championship games in the past as well, too. You know, yeah, historically. And they have well, the before, players before we got there, but yeah, and it really honestly, you know, who who's healthy? You know what I mean? Who's healthy? Are they ready to go? Yep. Uh, but I did pick TCU. I think they're just too hot right now. I did um uh, Jed did mention on uh the last episode that uh he was trying to set up a pit scenario there, a Yukon a Yukon pit scenario, which was, which was a little brutal bringing that back. So I appreciate that brother. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, kind of hits home a little bit. Jerk. 16 year old me is crying in <clears throat> section one Oh nine. Once again, thanks a lot. Jed appreciated that one on the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and you know what we're going to do is you and I, we're going to have to, we're going to have to give Jed a big old wedgie for that next time we see him. I tell you, um, <laughs> I'll make it a, I'll make it a clean sweep here. TCU. Gets that thirteenth win to cap off yeah. the, the the dream season and get themselves in the playoff. And I will say this right now: I'm I'm giving you guys a heads up. If we ever go thirteen and zero and win the Big Twelve championship, good luck finding me to do our recap recap episode the next week because I will be face down in a ditch somewhere in Arlington, Texas, dead. My my liver will just explode <laughs> on me if we ever went thirteen and zero and route to a Big Twelve championship. In the I wouldn't make it to the college football playoff. I, I wouldn't have to worry about that part because. I would not survive. Uh, from one NFL stadium to another, Toledo versus Ohio, the battle of the Buckeye State there for the Mac. Jed, who's going to be the big Mac? Well, the good news for Ohio is behind quarterback Curtis Rourke, they led the Mac in total offense, passing offense, scoring offense. The bad news, a knee injury forced Rourke out for the rest of the season. So stepping in for him to lead Ohio to a 38-14 win over Bowling Green last week was C.J. Harris. 
He was kind of unremarkable in the past game, but didn't run for three scores. Uh, how will he fare this week against the top-ranked defense in the MAC in Toledo? Ball security could decide this one. Ohio leads the MAC at plus thirteen. Toledo has stumbled at minus nine. Guys, I'm going Toledo. Going with Toledo. Ooh, yep. big O. I'm going with Ohio. Yeah, I I am as well too. Speaking of last episode, talked about how that they're a program that's in a good spot right now in, in terms of the MAC. Um, I got the Bobcats here. The only other college that I applied to besides WVU, Ohio University. That's uh-huh. a, there you go. That's a that's a that's a true story for you there. I will go. Uh, I will go with the Bobcats. Coastal Carolina at Troy, uh, Jed. Uh, this one, Troy hosting this game for the yep. uh, for the Sun Belt. How's this play out? Uh, well, Coastal quarterback Grayson McCauley got hurt in early November. Early November. Uh, he missed a couple games. They weren't at all the same without him. The wheels came completely off last week. They got blown to smithereens 47. Dude, blown out. Madison, yeah. It was uh, a blowout. Had just 183 total yards. J-M-U uh, Dukes. Now, if McCall does return to the lineup this weekend, which he may, it sounded like there's a chance he could, uh, he'll do so just in time to tangle with the top pass defense in the Sun Belt. Uh, a unit that's led, a Troy defense that's led by a 5'9 linebacker named Carlton Marshall, who was the all-time leading tackler in the history of the NCAA with 554 tackles. All right. Wow. Now, under Jamie Chadwick, Coastal is 31-5 and since the start of the 2020 season, which is what made that blowout loss to JMU all the more surprising. But Coach John Sumrall's Trojans have won nine straight. I think they're cresting at the right time. They're at home. I'm taking Troy. Well, I'm against you, bud. I'm taking Coastal. <laughs> they did take a shellacking last week by the Dukes. Dukes. Um, but hopefully for a recovery and uh, to see a good game there. I think uh, I think they get – you know, obviously the wheels came off, like you said, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm going coastal as well, too. They've been a they've been a good program over the last few years. Uh, the power of Myrtle Beach will travel down there to Alabama and give me yep. the Chanticleers. Yes, and and if Grayson McCall plays last week, I think that whole game's different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So moving on. The granddaddy of them all. Wait, no, sorry. That's the Rose Bowl. But the SEC championship game, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Gentlemen, I don't know if I told you this, but yours truly is going to be there on Saturday. Yeah, because the Steelers play in the same stadium against the Falcons on Sunday. So listen, you guys got to know something about me, all right? I'm a sick degenerate when it comes to these Steelers road trips, all right? The first thing I do when we're going on the road is I look what's going on in that town on Saturday night. Um, and so with that in mind, when I realized, holy crap, the weekend, the Saturday we're going to be in Atlanta is the SEC championship game. I may or may not have a connection at LSU that I greased and I got me a ticket to the SEC championship game. I'm going to be a little late because our plane's supposed to land like right as the game starts. 
but it should, you know, we get moving pretty, we get the police escort and all that, right? To, you know, it's not like going through normal airport procedure. So yeah. I'm hoping I'm going to yeah. be able to get in the stadium by, you know, second quarter-ish. But I will be there, LSU, Georgia. I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it. There we go. Um, first time in that stadium. It'll, it'll be pretty cool. One of the, one of the I think, uh, you know, cooler, nicer new stadiums in, yep. in the country there. Uh, Jed, does Georgia keep it rolling? But despite some unremarkable moments this year for him, uh, Kent State comes to mind. They look sluggish in that win over Kent State, 39 to 22. The Missouri game comes to mind. They were lucky to survive that trip. Uh, but Georgia does once again lead the country in scoring defense. And they actually feature a more potent ground game at 203 yards a game than they did last year. LSU, meanwhile, has kind of fallen back to earth since Brian Kelly's big win over Alabama. The Tigers have, in two SEC games uh, since that ninth, they had a 13-10 to 10 near miss at Arkansas. And then, of course, they got dusted 38-23 to 23 by Jimbo and company, a desperate Texas A&M team. Now, the question is, can LSU's pedestrian offense, seventh in the SEC, move the ball effectively enough against Kirby's defense to keep pace with Stetson Bennett and company? I think the answer is no. I'm going with Georgia. Dogs, Owen? Yeah, the dogs are gonna roll, son. Yeah, I think so too. They're, I mean, they're they're so stinking good. They they feel like they got it. I know they've had a couple of those games where they didn't, they weren't at their sparkling best, but I I think they're kind of at that point. Um, I mean, they know it's won, at stake. Yeah, they've won what twenty six of their last twenty seven games. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going with the dogs to be barking down there in Georgia. <laughs> at the uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and don't you guys worry all right I'll be in that I'll be in that stadium wearing my blue and gold I'll have something WVU on hoodie hat t-shirt maybe all th- maybe all three I don't know what I should do is it's way too small for me now as I've you know gained 30 pounds since then but what I should do is bust out my old sugar my 2005 Sugar Bowl champion shirt and wear that baby that's what I should do oh, big boy. Uh, clean- TG hat cuz you'll be on TV Clean, if you have a new jersey in the crowd, there you go. Yeah, it'll be. I'm, I also fan gets fan gets booed out as he wears. Yeah, his now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I can't be. <laughs> I can't. Be, I'll, I'll wear I'll wear the WVU hat. I'm not going to be the guy who goes in there and like full you know full garb. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but I I'll wear I'll wear the WVU hat. Hey, don't be. Uh, hey, don't. Hey, Wes. Hey, don't hey. puss out. Hey, hey. Don't right, puss you're out. Right. I'm painting my face blue and gold, and I'm putting Owen Schmidt owns Georgia on my back. Don't half ass uh, it, full ass it. Go in with yeah, a full come on now. <laughs> UCF, okay, at, on. <laughs> UCF at Tulane, another one of these non-neutral site conference championship games at Yulman Stadium. Tulane hosting uh, the team that is about to become our Big Twelve brethren in Central Florida. Jed, is it Florida or is it the Green Wave? Yeah, our, our buddy Herb Hand on staff down there with uh, Gus Malzahn at UCF. Three weeks ago, the Golden Knights beat Tulane in New Orleans, 38-31. Uh, now, UCF quarterback John Reese Plumley, he suffered a concussion in the second quarter of last week's win versus Travis and those guys at South Florida. Uh, will he get out of the protocol in time to be cleared to lead the American Conference's top-ranked offense uh, in this rematch against the league's stingiest defense? Tulane's only given up less than 20 points a game. Uh, Tulane's turnaround has been incredible. They went from 2-10 and 10 to 10-2. and two. That's why Willie Fritz's name is uh, attached to a lot of these openings. Uh, that includes an upset win. Remember, guys, Kansas State in the Little Apple, Tulane went up there and beat them, okay? Uh, 
So don't sleep on Tulane trigger man, Michael Pratt. He's had a big year. He's a model of efficiency. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going with the fight in Herbie hands and the UCF Golden Knights on the road. Yeah, I think uh, I think Herb gets them ready to roll for this one. Does Plumley play is the question, but either way, I, I'm hoping he does, and I'm going to go with the Knights. Yep, same here. Well, good. It'll be a little difference on this one. I'm going with Tulane. Revenge is a dish best served cold. And uh, and Tulane going to get some vengeance against UCF. And you guys ready for this? You ready for this prediction? There is going to be – how do I want to say this? There's going to be an American Athletic Conference call that goes Tulane's way. It's, it's going to be down the stretch, and UCF's going to get that, hey, you left us in the dust treatment, and there's going to be a call that's going to go Tulane's way that's going to tip that game in favor. Oh, maybe it'll the, be an Oklahoma State the, Texas thing the, where the Texas green wave penalties compared to zero for it, Oklahoma it, State. Exactly, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm I'm thinking. There's going to be a little AAC home cooking there. Could happen. Uh, a couple more here as we wrap this up. Yep. Fresno State at Boise State on the blue turf there at Albertson Stadium. Is it the power of the blue jet or is it Fresno? You know the whack. The Western Athletic Conference, Western Athletic Conference, used to be known for the high shooting score outs, shooting high scoring shootouts. I'm working out my new tongue here. Uh, BYU on down the line. Well, that was kind of over the course of time supplanted by the Mountain West with some of those shootouts, right? Uh, and, and that's why Gary West, Gary West, Gary uh, Patterson developed his defense defending those Mountain West offenses, right? Well, this ain't your granddaddy's Mountain West. Fresno leads the entire conference in total offense, and they ranked 50th in the country. <laughs> okay. So this is a very defensive-oriented <laughs> – that's crazy. A, a very defensive-oriented league now, the Mountain West. Uh, Boise's a long way – they've come a long way since firing their OC and watching their starting quarterback leave after week four. Remember, we talked about that way back when, that crazy scenario. Oh, well, they kept on chugging. Uh, they've been getting it done with a defense that ranks seventh in the country in yards allowed and ninth in the country in scoring defense. They're on the Smurf turf. They're at home. It's going to be 20 some odd degrees. I don't think those Bulldogs want any of it. I'm going with Boise state. Yep. I'd agree with you, Jed, the blue turf, the Smurf turf. It is, uh, always in Boise's favor. Yep. Yep. Well, I'll make it a clean sweep. And you get those California boys in that kind of weather. They ain't going to want none of the Boise State Broncos out there. Uh, two more here. Some uh, some big ones on Saturday night. Purdue, Michigan, Lucas Oil Stadium, where I just was on Monday for Monday night football. Jed, this one uh, maybe as lopsided as it seems, or you think Purdue, the Boilermakers, put up a fight? Well, Purdue as a quarterback. Uh, followed him for a couple of years now, Aiden O'Connell. He leads the Big Ten in passing. Uh, and his top target, Charlie Jones, is a heck of a player. 97 catches, 12 touchdowns, both rank him number three in the country. He's a heck of a weapon for them. Uh, he's been a dandy. But Michigan wants to drag them into the alley for a rock fight. That's what they want to do. And I think they're built to do it. The unbeaten, the unbeaten Wolverines, they, they lead the Big Ten in rushing, almost 250 yards a game. They rank number three in the country in the scoring defense. They lost their star running back their Heisman candidate running back Blake Corum last week against their rival school in Ohio State and in his absence 
their backup, Donovan Edwards, steps in and gashes the Buckeyes for 216 yards. I just think this is what Michigan is built for. Uh, I don't think they're about that finesse that Purdue's going to try and bring into this. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Michigan. Hail to the yeah, Victor's Big O. Yeah, after that shellacking they put on Ohio State, they got some big mo right now behind them. Yeah, they certainly do. Playing good football. Another team that, you know, dating back to last year has, I think, similar to Georgia. I think uh, Georgia's won, it'd be 26 of their last 27. Uh, Michigan's won 25 of their last 27. Uh, they, they got it going on. I don't think Purdue has enough. Uh, I'm going with uh, with with blue as well, too. You guys will laugh at this. Sunday, it speaks to Indianapolis. Like, Indianapolis is the ultimate events and convention city, if anybody didn't know that. Like, it's what it was built for. There's hotels everywhere. The convention center is right in the middle of the city, and it is massive. It sp- spans blocks, and it connects to Lucas Oil Stadium, and it connects to where the Pacers play, the, the field house as well, too. Um, Sunday, when, when we landed and got to the hotel for – uh, the Steelers, um, there was still signage for some, like there was some carnival convention in Indianapolis, like summer carnivals, some big convention signage everywhere for it, right? On the street signs, all that stuff. Monday, when I woke up, all completely turned over. Big 10 championship stuff everywhere. <laughs> um, and and so, yeah, I, I think I think Michigan uh, will take care of business there in one of America's great cities, if I do say my, so myself in Indianapolis. Last, but, well, maybe it is least because this conference stinks. Clemson, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. Saturday night, it's the Battle of the Carolinas. Jed Clemson. You know, with with the exception of last year, they've they've really had their way in these championship games in the ACC as of late. Does that continue? Well, they're both coming off tough losses. Uh, Carolina fell in overtime to the fighting Gibby's last week. Big win for NC State and, and Gibby, uh, and of course Clemson. You know, all of a sudden South Carolina decided to get hot down the stretch and knocks off Clemson. Beamer uh, ball fighter. Uh, now this is a game that pits. Uh, North Carolina's freshman sensation at quarterback. We've talked a lot about Drake May, right? And some of the things Drake May's done, he's thrown for almost 45, 40, excuse me, 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns against just five picks. Pro football focus has him at 39 big time throws. Nobody in the country is even close. I think number two is 33. He's legit. He's the real deal. And he's going against the Clemson defense that's been kind of mortal. They've slid to fourth overall in the ACC after leading the league in total defense the last three years. But the Tigers are still disruptive. They lead the conference with 97 tackles for loss, so they'll get after you. They'll knock you off schedule. Now, Clemson quarterback DJ Uyangalale, he's coming off the worst game of his career. He was 8-29 in that North Carolina State loss. And highly touted freshman, we've heard a lot about Cade Klubnick. He hasn't really pushed him like they hoped or expected. But – the Tar Heels have the worst defense in the ACC. Couldn't play dead in a Western. Giving up 30 points a game, 443 yards a game. Remember that 63 to 61 narrow escape out of Boone against Happy State? Early yeah, 40, in the 40 some points in the fourth quarter. Right? Yes. This is easily uh, the stoppable force, the Tigers' offense against the incredibly movable object, which <laughs> is the Tar Heels' defense, right? So, okay, let's let's think about pressure cooker matchups for Drake May. Has he really been in any? 
they played Notre Dame early in the year. They lost to them. And Notre Dame was kind of limping into that game after the Marshall loss. They already lost to Ohio State. That wasn't that big of an environment, okay? North Carolina State last week, yeah, that's a rivalry game, right? Uh, and he didn't fare well. He threw for just 233 yards. They lost the game. I'm going to give the tilt here. I went back and forth because I do like Drake May, but their defense is just too wretched. I'm going to give the tilt here to the program with the championship pedigree and go with Clemson. Owen? I went with uh, North Carolina. I know they're coming off a spank in there, but uh, I don't know. I was kind of kind of hoping May was going to show out. So we'll see. Yeah, this this one's tough for me. I'm I'm kind of with you there, Owen. To me, a lot of times when it's a coin flip game in my mind, I'll just go with the team that I think has the better quarterback because so many times that can be the difference. Um, but I, I'm going with Clemson here because I just I don't trust that that Tar Heel defense. I think I think Clemson will be able to do enough offensively and and limit UNC and uh, and that'll be enough to kind of get them back on the perch of their of their ACC throne. Uh, Wake there, made, Wake Forest. I'll finish with this. Wake Forest made Uwe Anglale look like an All-American, and Wake Forest is better defensively than North Carolina. But anyway, we will see. We will see. So there it is. There's our projections for the ten conference championship games this weekend. We will uh, we'll pull up that graphic right now. You can see all of our picks there and everything. And we'll we'll obviously, I'm sure, we'll keep track of our records. We'll talk a little trash. When we uh, when we return next next week as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this edition of ITG. Our no huddle, a little bit shorter of an episode here, but I think still plenty to uh, to sink your teeth into. Only the three of us could plan for a short episode that ends up going forty minutes still. But that's <laughs> that's what we do here on ITG. Thanks to our friends at Bet Online once again for presenting this episode. BetOnline.ag for all of your gambling needs as we head into a, uh, a full slate of college football action this weekend. Enjoy it, everybody. I will, uh, I'll hopefully have some SEC championship game tales for you uh, when we return uh, next week. Make sure it's, it's, you know, it's going to be a different schedule now that the, that the Mountaineers are, uh, are done with the football season, but we'll still be giving you at least one episode a week. Uh, make sure you're in lockstep with all of our social media channels in the gun podcast. That's where you find us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, on YouTube. If you want to see all of our beautiful faces here and, and all the graphics that, that Jed does such a good job of pointing or uh, putting together. And, uh, of course, itgfootball.com, where it all comes together and where you can get some pretty cool merchandise here for the holiday season as well. Finally, before we go, as always, be an ear. Tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. That is all that we ask of you. With the best teammates, four of the best teammates in the business, Owen Schmidt, the runaway beer truck, and Jed Drenning, the signal caller with all the data points, I'm Wesley Euler, and you've been listening to ITG. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.